welcome. What a crazy couple of weeks. My name is Joshua, also known as JT, and this is Nintendvania, fortnightly Nintendo gaming podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in again for episode number five. This episode, we'll be talking about the Activision Blizzard acquisition and what it means for Nintendo. Banjack is always finally on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, and of course, Pokemon Legends Arceus has just been released. And to help me get through all this news, I have a very special guest joining me. He's a man of many talents, and it might be quicker for me to actually say the things he doesn't do rather than the things that he does do, but I'll have a go anyway. This man is the co-founder of the variety video game blog slash podcast, Hack the Dino. When he's not hacking them dinos, because let's face it, they've been extinct for 65 million years now, and you can probably give it a bit of a go. He's a uh, roaster of beans and sells them as black market coffee. Beyond this, he's also a wrestling manager, comic book writer, a JKA karate black belt holder, and a big Whovian, which is a Doctor Who fan, for those who don't know. And that's big points from me. Please welcome Mr. Ben Rosenthal. Hello. Hello. Thanks uh, for having me. It feels quite weird to not be the one doing the introductions. I'm sort of sitting there going, oh, but no, shut up, Ben. It's not your turn. <laughs> Probably you uh, thanks for everything. Me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm used to, yeah, uh, taking the lead from anyone who tries to wrestle it off me and going, no, mine, and being mine. really self, yeah, yeah, and being really uh, all about me. But it's not about me, it's about this place, which is this, where we are. This um, one. The, the new yeah, one. This, the new yeah. one. Awkward. So, uh, incidentally, you were burying the lead there. What, what was that cat I saw slinking along? <laughs> you said we've got a very important guest. And I went, yes, we do. That's a, right that's a very nice little kitty. So, that's our new kitten. She's about two, three months old now. A uh, big black wow. shadow. Her name's Tifa from uh, Tifa. Final Fantasy VII. Yes. See, I was going to make a joke there about Chrono Trigger, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> just because I know Anto will be listening. Anto is one of our uh, uh, team members on Hack the Dino. Uh, Resident guru, social media specialist, Mr. Anto. That's right. The social media guru. He uh, loves Final Fantasy. And because he loves something, I see that as a weakness and feel the need to... Uh, Raz him about it at any opportunity because I'm such a fun and friendly person. Anyway, you, you have the knack for that. I saw, um, I was listening to the random episode of Hack the Dino when uh, Floppy starts talking about Jumanji, the video game. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I was just randomly going on and like, I'll listen to some, some of these older episodes. And then, uh, yeah, this was the one that erupted. So, uh, yeah, he, without knowing the background, the backstory to that is, um, yeah, so it was one of Floppy's first episodes where he jumped on when, uh, myself and uh, former host Dan McGuinness may he rest in peace well basically we reviewed a game and Floppy Floppy just likes playing every game like he, he doesn't care he, does. he will give any game a shot yeah uh, so he had Jumanji and he was talking about it and like it was going a bit long <laughs> and I don't know if you saw the video version or listened to the podcast but there's a point where sort of Dan and I look at each other going like, All right, what do we do here? <laughs> he's talking about Jumanji. This, this game is not worth the uh, 15, 20 minutes he's talking about it. Uh, so it was something that I kept calling back to uh, up until the point where it kind of got really annoying, which is when I decided to continue it more because that's what I do. Uh, but now- and The daggers in just keep yeah, yeah, twisting gotta, and pushing it in. Well, once you've twisted it, you've got to slice across. That way you get uh, all the main organs. That's true. Um yeah, and then you know, out and side on the neck just to finish the job. <laughs> wow, sorry, uh, this isn't my podcast. I shouldn't be talking about that. Oh, you're my uh, guest. This yeah. is I want to know all about this. <laughs> on the one, uh, yeah, it, it got a bit long in the tooth, so we've retired that. Uh, no that more. Gag now. This is the last no time. More. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but this is it. Um, so if you're listening, floppy, I'm sorry that that was the last time. I promise. It was more of an explanation than rising on you. My apologies for bringing it up, but um, hack the hack the dino. This has been. 
a thing you've created with Mr. Dan McGuinness um, over five years ago now. So yes. what, what was the idea and how did you come up with the name? What was the sort of background? So, so the very first... Uh, so Dan, I've known for years and years, and years. I used to buy my comics off him um, mm. from a, a previous comic book store where he worked. And then, of course, when he opened up Greenlight Comics in yeah. Adelaide, I wanted to get back into podcast because before podcasting, I used to work in radio in my 20s. Um, so mm. I worked uh, in commercial radio, then made my way up to, um, sorry, what's the other one? Volunteer radio, community radio. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. Good. Me good with words. Uh, and then eventually got to commercial radio and, you know, did some panel shifts and some stuff with, uh, do you know, uh, there's a, weatherman called sam mack on sunrise oh yeah yeah very funny yeah i yeah i did a show with him so we did a, nice. a community tv show with him and then that transitioned over to a radio show that had a run of i think 12 weeks uh where i was one of the characters and one of the writers on that yeah so we did that and then i sort of you know mid-20s went oh no it's time i grew up and be get a real job and blah 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 <laughs> uh so i concentrated sort of on the coffee side of things i um became a uh, sort of Australian manager for a, a, an Adelaide coffee franchise, which we won't talk yeah. about. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just ended up working and, and roasting for other people. Uh, so I didn't have time to focus on, on the stuff that I enjoy. Uh, but I always felt a pull to go back to podcasts. So in the end, I, I managed to talk Dan into doing a video game and comic book podcast. Uh, and we recorded it live in Greenlight Comics with yeah. the idea being we get a guest in every week and have a chat. So the very first episode was recorded in Greenlight Comics with two SingStar microphones held in mugs, uh, <laughs> plugged directly into my Mac. And that's how we recorded the first one. Uh, and Dan and I did, I think, oh, I reckon we did about 30 episodes of that. So a good year into it before we got an anonymous yeah. email right, right out of the blue from uh, this young whippersnapper called Braden saying, hey, I listened to the podcast. I'm wondering if you'd like to do video things. So Braden came on board then and, and sort of helped set up all the, the video side of things. The metrics showed that us talking about video games, so the analytics, I'm big on analytics, uh, showed that talking about video games was a lot more interesting than the second half, which is primarily comic books. The comic books, um, yeah, the things that just been released that Dan was yeah, talking about. Yeah. yeah, so we sort of dropped that and just focused on games. Then as things go, Dan uh, had a new child uh, and moved up into the hills, which is way, way, way far away and had another podcast that he's uh, doing, television horror podcast, if you like yeah. horror horror movies and horror everything so he decided to sort of step step aside from hack the dino um probably a year after we bought floppy in and yeah he, he's now doing that what was the question again <laughs> <laughs> the origins and then the name how did you come up with origins the, okay yeah well that, that origins are pretty much covered uh the hack the dino name now i change this every time someone asks um where i got the name from so i gotta think of one what should I say? All right. So Hack the Dino, I'll give this one again. Hack the Dino was the name of a comic book that Dan and I were going to write uh, starring a dinosaur called Hack. Uh, and all the other dinosaurs used to tease them because their name was Hack um, because there was a spelling error on their birth certificate. He was actually supposed to be called Jack, Jack the Dino. Okay. Uh, but his parents realized calling him Jack the Dino uh, would give him a lot of problems in high school or dinosaur high school um, because you know, jacking the, yeah, yeah. you know where yeah. I've gone. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Not a really mm. good kid's comic. Um, no, so no. That, that never uh, took off, unfortunately, because, yeah, um, yeah creative differences. No, no Dan, Dan, Dan wanted to jack the dino really, really hard. Yeah, sure. um, but I, I said, no, he has to be hack. And unfortunately, it never got off the ground. So that, that we decided to change it into a podcast. There you yeah. go. That's your definition. Nice. There you go. <laughs> 
how else does it differ? <laughs> oh, there's, there's other podcasts I've done when people ask that question. I come up with a, a different right. note. I, I will say I have told the real story once. In all, uh, I've probably done five or six different stories throughout the years. But uh, yeah, one of them, one of them is the real one, but I'll never tell which one. Okay. I'm curious to go back and just to listen to the different versions and work out for myself which one I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I think Dan and Braden are the only ones who actually know. I think I told Floppy. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. But I will say calling it Hack the Dino was the worst mistake I've ever made. Absolutely 100%. Yeah. Why is that? Yep. Well, it doesn't mean anything. So if you have something called Hack the Dino, What's that? People aren't going to care. Okay. Like, the actual with, branding with a podcast and recognition. Or a, yeah. 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 Awful. Awful. But because we have been going for so long now and put, you know, we've got a, a decent little following that's starting to grow a little bit larger now. Mm. Changing it at any point other than that first year was probably a really, really bad idea. So that's why we uh, now refer to it as the gaming cast. So yeah, we, we were very clever, clever and put gaming and podcast together. See? Marketing. Okay. Uh-huh. Geniuses. Genius. Green marketing for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, real, uh, real big brain stuff. Big brain stuff. Uh, Yeah. So hopefully that sort of makes it into the ether a little bit more. But we're keeping the hack the dino thing. Uh, We tried different things. We called it uh, hack the dino presents critical path for a while, but Mm. it was too much of a gaming term. So yeah, if I had my chance again to completely rename it, I'd go super, super simple, like the Australian video game podcast for cool people. Or something um, like that. I mean, just people know what that is. Exactly. It's I mean, just all there in the title. Just needs to roll off the tongue. That's all. Whereas Hack the Dino, what does Hack the Dino mean? <laughs> oh, well, there's a dinosaur. People wanted to jack him off and it didn't work. Yeah. So it's a lot harder to tell. No, but it's a great show. Um, really, sort Thank of, you. really love it. Tuning in every fortnight now. And yeah, like you've really fostered a really cool, fun community. Well, how did you come so, across it? Whether it was through like, Instagram and like following certain people because I know you know uh, Mr. Sean Chester. I good friends with him, and so you do yes, things with him. Yes. And so m- maybe it just popped up as a random like who you should follow. It was organically kind of like bound through social media, and sort of just decided to huh. listen to the episodes every now and then. And so it um, does work. Who would have thought? It does, you know. Who would have thought? Yeah, you're also a big Nintendo fan, and that's why I do have you on the show. Um, a little bit, just just just, just a little bit. Senior collection. I've seen that virtual boy you own. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's a Japanese one, but still, yeah. uh, oh, Japanese or, or power, it'll give you a splitting hi- uh, migraine within 30 That's seconds it. either way. You'll hate it. Was, has it always been Nintendo for you for gaming? Yep. As your yep. big focus? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, I reckon it was 1988, 89, 88, 89 when I was a youngster. Yeah, I'm that old. I came home from primary school. Well, I went to a friend's place at primary school. And he had an NES and uh, I jumped on, he showed me Mario, Super Mario Brothers and I was blown away by it, like hundred percent blown. I couldn't get enough. And then uh, there was another family friend who had an NES and he had DuckTales. So I played that and just became obsessed with it and begged my parents, beg, 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 begged to get an NES. Uh, But they wouldn't because apparently I have an addictive personality. (laughs) No. (laughs) What? What? Oh, right. Yes. Sorry. Just looking at, (laughs) All those bookshelves. Um, game boys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, beg, beg, beg. Anyway, um, when I was ooh, nine or 10, I was having issues with my eyes. Like I couldn't focus and we thought we might need uh, glasses. So I went to the optometrist with my dad to get tested and he did all the eye tests and whatnot. 
And the optometrist said, and I still remember this vividly, uh, the optometrist said to my dad, yeah, he's got a bit of hand-eye coordination. It's not quite synced up. You might want to uh, get him one of those Nintendo systems to help improve that. <laughs> he's and got I input lag like, in real life, but needs something to <laughs> And I just remember looking to my dad, who would have been the one saying, no, 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 because you don't <laughs> spend money to enjoy life with my father. You, uh, you suffer through it and tell everyone about it. It's all right. He doesn't listen. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just looked at him and said, see, the, the doctor, the doctor said I need a Nintendo. Enough to pay uh, so him. He said orders. that like normally, I have to completely have off yeah. the cuffs. So whoever that doctor was, uh, thank you so much. Uh, because yeah, I got my NES for Christmas that year. I got uh, Super Mario Brothers, which I have now in an acrylic case just up yonder, still in its nice. box. Uh, just because that's probably my most prized possession, because that's sort of what started me in this whole video game. Part. On memories, you have a um, bit. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've bought every single version of it that comes out. Like I've bought that same game. 12 13 14 times yeah. every time it comes out on another system yeah i'll buy it i mean I it, bought... it comes out on everything it's it's the skyrim yeah. of the nintendo really effectively yeah well i mean because it's so small you've seen the uh the meme of the gif right where it's a, a gif of super mario world and it, it says something like uh, the original super mario brothers was 25 meg this screenshot from mario super mario brothers is 115 meg yeah <laughs> i just think that's pretty cool oh, it's just unreal. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I even bought the red Wii U when it first came mm. out because the uh, the ROM Super Mario Brothers ROM had been hacked for all question marks being twenty five. So. Yeah, on, on it. Yeah, who needs money anyway? Like, nah. really? Why not? Nah. Why not invest it in uh, junk that only you can stare at? Well, it's so Nintendo yeah, that, that junk, was... so it holds up its value. So I don't feel <sighs> as bad. Recently, it has bloody yeah, hell. Back in the good old days when Nintendo stuff was very available, I had to replace my original NES because I lent it to my cousin and they decided to pour um, bubble detergent down the vents. Oh, uh, as you do? That, yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. Can I swear? Sorry. I don't, I'm probably not. Uh, you can bleep that. Well, leave it in post. <laughs> do me a favor. Just put a little Charmander sound over it. So okay, yeah. before I said that, that naughty word, just put, yeah. in fact, get that, that I just said, put it, I'm teaching you how to done. edit. There All right, know. done. Yeah. I'm, I'm a gen- dictating how your podcast sounds. What was I talking about? I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. He poured it down there. So I thought it was broken. This was before I realized that you can literally get that motherboard and dip it in boiling water and clean it Yeah. because that's how good those machines were back mm. then. Uh, so it's like back and working now, but I need another one. So he went down to a local market, a lady who we know. Finds a lot of Nintendo stuff. Still to, still to this day, she's still there. Uh, and we just said, oh, we're looking for an NES. And she went, oh, yeah, around the back. So we went around the back. And I think her husband or her helper goes, oh, yeah. And pulled up a roller door. And there was about 50 of them all piled Whoa. on top of each other, all just stacked in there. Wow. I was with my friend. So I was talking to this uh, chap, just having a discussion about Nintendo. This probably when I'd been about 16, 15, 16. And uh, said, so, all right, I need to grab one. How much are they? And he goes, oh, 10 bucks. All right, cool. Um, and uh, my friend uh, King Kaiju from King Kaiju Collectibles uh, said, oh, Ben, yes. I think you should get this one and point into one. And I said, why? And he goes, oh, it looks good. You know, some of these others are a bit faded. This is a nice looking one. I really think you should get that one. Okay. So I grabbed it, paid 10 bucks, got back to the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good condition. And uh, King Kaiju just said, uh, you, uh, you opened it up. So I opened up the flap and there was Dr. Mario in there. Nice. <laughs> Someone had forgotten to take out. So while I was talking to this guy, he was going through all the NESs, making sure uh, or seeing if one had a uh, cartridge in there. Yeah. So that was another fun Nintendo uh, uh, memory. Oh, a bonus. Nint- 
Yeah. Um, I guess it was other- the, like the the NES, not the Super Famicom. Sorry, not the family no, no. family computer. No, 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 it was the NES. It was the yeah. PAL NES, the yeah. big grey VHS tissue yeah. box. Incidentally, it was designed to look like a VHS because hmm. uh, they thought that people wouldn't want a toy-looking thing. They wanted something that would go no, onto their cabinet. Yeah, and I just love how you got to, like, it's horizontal to insert and goes in that way. And yeah, it's just, and what, what you don't weird, need to press yeah. it down. It's completely no. pointless. Yeah. In fact, it's probably better if you don't press it down because you don't wear out the springs as much. Springs. But, yeah, I mean, they're really easy to region-free mod as well. You literally mm. snip a wire. Snip a wire and some soldering, and uh, it's done. It's region-free. Region yeah. Um, I guess the next massive Nintendo memory I have is going to Japan for the first time and Ooh, nice. just spending copious amounts of money mm. uh, in Akihabara, um, going around to all the different places. Um, last time I was in Japan, which was before the global bastard that's uh, now ravaging mm. the planet and preventing me from going back, uh, I was in a sort of hidden away basement place in Akihabara. And I was looking in uh, their big glass display cabinets, which are called Showcase. And there was a boxed Torchic Pokemon Center SP there. And I looked at it and went- Japan exclusive then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was exclusive to the Tokyo Pokemon Center. Uh, Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I had a look at the price and I said, 200,000 yen. And I said, oh, okay. So that's, you know, 200. I thought in my head it was about $200. And I thought, oh- Oh, that's a bit pricey. And then went back and went, oh, hang on. Turned around, walked back and counted the zeros. One, two, three. That's, that's 20 bucks. <laughs> no, that can't be right. So I walked away. Wrong. Came back and went, no, I'm going to. And I put it in my uh, phone in the exchange. But, 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 no, that's 20 bucks. So I just uh, went over to the counter and said, oh, yeah, Simi Pasan uh, Showcase. And went over there, got it yeah. out. And the, uh, the salesperson was there, looked at it and went, oh, Ooh, <laughs> I think they could tell that there was something not right. wrong there. Yeah. So Missing he's opening zero. it up. Yep. <laughs> unpacked it. It still had all the baggies, all the manuals. It was complete. Opened it up, powered it on, went, ah, oh, ah, oh, and pointed. And there's a slight little scratch in the top right-hand corner. <laughs> Didn't affect anything. Just just this tiny yeah. little scratch. Ah, oh, see? No, went, okay. Me, <laughs> he went, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I'll take it. <laughs> So, yes, I grabbed that for $20 uh, on a whim. I checked it up on eBay uh, the other day because I like to keep abreast of how much stuff's worth. Uh, the last couple that have sold have gone from $1,000 to $1,500. Whoa. The boxed ones. So, not bad. That's not bad. like a 30-time increase on the actual price. Yeah. Or is it more? It's, yeah. No, it's more. It's, no, that's crazy. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of money. Similarly, we're out in one of the rural towns in Japan uh, when I went with King Kaiju one time. And again, same thing happened. We walked past the showcase and there was a boxed game and watch of Oil Panic. And again, Ooh. 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not going to argue this time. So I grabbed right. that. Uh, but I love Japanese consoles and Japanese games and Japanese variants. Um, the Famicom for me is, is fantastic. I've actually got... Did you know about the square buttons on the family computer, the Famicom? No. So when the Famicom first came out, it didn't have round buttons on the controllers. It had square ones. Ah, okay. So the very first run of the Famicom that came out had square buttons. And what happened is as people were pressing them, the corners were getting st- uh, stuck in the casing mm. and not popping back up. So when they put another batch through, they changed it to circle. It circle. Uh, okay. So I managed to find a boxed square button Famicom. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's from the very first run. So that's just up there. 
I also have uh, the very first console that Nintendo ever made, the TV Game 6, which I'm, again, looking at right now. So uh, the TV Game 6 was done with, I believe, uh, Mitsubishi. I could be wrong, but I think it's Mitsubishi. We'll say it's Mitsubishi for now. Mm. Uh, I'm sure people will comment uh, over and over again telling me how wrong I am, uh, which happens a lot. Uh, But yeah, the TV Game 6, I actually have a white one. So there was two colors made, a white and an orange. The orange were mass produced. And the TV Game 6 is basically Pong. Mm. So it's called 6 because it has six games in it. But the games are tennis, doubles tennis, golf, golf tennis. It's Pong. It's just different variations of Pong. Yeah, yeah. And it plugs right into your TV and it has these two little dials on the side that you play. Yeah, the first lot came out, but they made 500 white ones as thank you gifts to everyone who worked on the project. And oh, I actually like have- internal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 as a gift. And I managed to grab one of the white ones. So one of 500 wow. made I have That's- in my collection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and right underneath that, I've got the TV game 15, which was the second console that Nintendo mm. ever made. So these weren't branded Nintendo. You can't see Nintendo anywhere on them apart from the stamp on the bottom. Yeah. So it wasn't just, until- yeah. Yeah, the, the Kabushi Block uh, was the first branded Nintendo console, and I don't have one of them. I'm searching for a box one. I could have bought King Kaiju had one, uh, which is in his uh, cabinet over in Greenlight Comics. I was going to buy that off him, but uh, we're going to hold out and see if I can't get a boxed one because, yeah, I, I think I want to collect all those variants, which is yeah. a stupid, stupid thing to say. Stupid thing to say. Oh, you've um, started now. You have to complete it. Well, don't do that. It's not no, like you've got an addictive nasty. personality at all, Ben. I oh, know, yeah. <laughs> but other things as well, um, like the the Famicoms, I think are great. The Japanese, the uh, Famicom Duo is fantastic. So, have you seen a Famicom Duo at all? Uh, as opposed to the normal Famicom, I've seen. Yeah, no, not the Duo. Is that so? The Famicom Duo is a Famicom with a Famicom disc system built in, and it was made by uh, Panasonic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, came in red, blue, and black, I believe. I've got a a black one. So, yeah, the disc system is fantastic. Mm. I don't know if you've ever played the Famicom disc system. Uh, but no, those I know what you're on about now. Yeah. yeah, they're spectacular. So much better sound because they had extra memory. So mm. they could put more uh, more effort into the sounds, and it was a lot clearer, a lot cleaner. It actually moves faster than the PAL games. Uh, really, really cool. Unfortunately, the rubber bands break a lot. So uh, that's the issue you face when buying one of them. What else did I get? When I was in Akihabara, I picked up a $5 Nintendo 64 in their junk pile. uh, And it was in there because it was console only and didn't have the jumper pack. But then when I was in Hiroshima, I went into a store and they had Donkey Kong Country 64 complete in box, which of course had the expansion pack. So I bought that for 20 bucks and uh, got myself a nice Nintendo 64 uh, NTSC Japan model for for twenty five dollars, but yeah, Japan's yeah. great, and that yes. and that's what I love about it. Um, and can't wait to go that, and do all that stuff you're talking about. Like it's yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's pricey over there now. My one recommendation would be don't get your hopes up about finding any Game Boys over there uh, because you will, but they're more expensive than here because Japan, obviously being a commutive country, uh, not a lot of people have cars. Uh, they don't keep a whole heap of consoles. Consoles you can get relatively mm. cheap and relatively good. However, because handhelds are yeah, so small, yeah. Mm. they're easy to keep and easy to put away and you can have them on the train. Uh, and the retro gaming thing's just gone huge. Having said that, I've got a few rarish DSs and Game Boys that I've had in my travels as well. Obviously, a majority of the Pokemon ones I own, the Game Boys and the Game Boy Advances. 
Uh, I've got the Naruto SP that I'm looking at. I've got the Monster Hunter one. I've got the Dragon Ball Z DS. I picked up the Kingdom Hearts uh, DS, which uh, co-host of Hack the Dino Anto constantly begs me to sell, <laughs> uh, as he does a majority of my stuff. And I just keep saying, what did I say last time? No. No. The Hello Kitties, uh, the Tamagotchi. I've got a box Tamagotchi console. Oh, I've got the uh, the Pokemon printer. So the Game Boy printer, but the Pokemon brand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got that, again, five bucks. Got the actual paper in it still? Yep. Yep. It's completely yeah, right. boxed. Uh, it was yep, box, yep. new old stock. Uh, yeah, got that for pittance and uh, is now, you know, well over $800 because if it's got Pokemon on it, it's worth money. Good habit. Yeah. Yeah. But everything, I guess one of my uh, favorite pieces is I got the Famicom disc version of Doki Doki Panic. Now, do you know the relevance behind Doki Doki Panic? No. No. So Doki Doki Panic was a game that Nintendo was bringing out exclusively for the Famicom Disk System, uh, around the same time as Super Mario Brothers 2, or as we know it, Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Uh, okay. I assume you know that, all about that? Yes, yes. So do you know the story as to why it's called The Lost Levels here? Uh, well, we got a different version. Nintendo we did. America didn't, want, didn't like that because it looked the same and it was much harder. And so Correct. I'm making Doki Doki is what Super Mario Bros. 2 is. Is that a- Correct. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Doki Doki Panic was is uh, Super Mario Brothers two with all the characters yep. re uh, imaged. So Mario is over all the other all the other characters who were in Doki Doki Panic. And yeah, so I have an original Doki Doki Panic as well as a boxed what they call over there Super Mario Brothers USA. <laughs> yes. It's a fluoro pink box. It's great. Third days Um. Yeah. I don't know if you even asked me about my collection, but I just like talking about it. I like. Oh, people no. come over, it's like, yeah, come into the collection. Yeah, you know. Is it a whole you room you have there? Just dedicated? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, whole room. Um, so I'm recording it now. I've set it up sort of like my workspace slash room. Mm. Uh, when uh, my partner and I moved in here uh, last year, we decided that uh, I'd try and keep all my Nintendo collection to one room, which is which is what I've done. And I mean, it's getting hard because I just keep buying crap. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, I've got a Hashin Tigers uh, GameCube from Japan as well. Yes, that's the it's stripy Hashin, one, isn't it? The stripy one. Um, if you watch yes. Hack the Dino when we do our stream, the brand new intro, uh, right at uh, halfway through, I tell I Floppy I'm going to get a sexy console. And then I bring in this stripy Hashin mm. GameCube. And he goes, that is not sexy. No. What is not sexy about that? I got really offended. Just Floppy not that sexy. Yeah, oh, I know. Just because he's attractive. Oh, yeah. Curse. Curse him. Curse attractive people. <laughs> Oh man, what else have I got? Yeah. Heaps. Virtual Boy, as I stated, I've got a got uh, power glove. Power glove. Yeah, I just love collecting. I see eventually the end goal, goal for this, uh, and I'm speaking years from now, but something I'll keep trying to work towards is I want an Australian video game museum. I was about to say um, you could get a museum going with what you have. Yeah, I would love to. Like, I'd, I'd have to obviously buy a warehouse or something but the idea being like there'd be a small sort of gift shops buying area at the front and then out the back to be a non-for-profit uh video game history museum uh and i would put obviously all my nintendo stuff in there because mm. you know i'll die one day and i, I want to i want my collection to live on so other people can actually experience it and play it and you know if people want to 
donate their stuff. They could bring it in or if people needed repairs done, they could bring it in, we could fix it up. Uh, and then obviously if people donated stuff we already had, if it was uh, not as good a copy as what we already have, we would then sell that on and all those proceeds would go back into, you know, maintaining the museum and the cafe and everything. I, yeah. It's all up here. It'll happen. Heaven on earth, it sounds when. like. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be so be good. Good 10, 15 years away, but uh, that's that's the plan I'm working towards. Yeah. So we'll see if it comes to fruition. If not, all my lovely machines can stay in my room. So, so what are your favorite series then, Nintendo-wise, your IPs, franchises? I think okay. I know the first one. What do you think the first one is? Pokemon. No. People no? think that. No. but not uh, No. Not my favorite. So Goodness. my favorite IPs, it's hard to put them in order, but I'll probably have to put up the top. Oh, um, Nintendo strictly IPs. I, oh, it's between Nintendo. It's between Zelda and Mario. Okay. Big Zelda fan. Mm. So I'm on a, a hunt to have every single Zelda game uh, released, uh, which I've got majority of them. Uh, I'm just missing sort of like the Oracle games in box and the, the learning CDI one? game. The CDI, yeah. Yeah, the CDI ones, the three CDI ones, which are 500 um, bucks each, which. You know, if I ever get them, I'll, I'll. But they're not they're not canon anyway. But apart from that, I've got pretty much every other one that was released, um, as well as the re-releases. Just big fan of Zelda, big fan of that fantasy mm. exploring. Yeah, the exploring I think is more my type of game game based style, yeah. which is why I've taken so well with Arceus, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yes. Uh, but yes, Pokemon. Uh, I was 13, 14 when Pokemon Red came out. Mm. So, bang in the wheelhouse to be uh, addicted to that. Like, and yeah, I was given, yeah. your childhood now. Yeah. 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 I was given red and blue as a Christmas present so I could trade them back and forth and finish the game, which I did. Oh, you I got, got both. Yeah. Yeah. I got given yeah, both for Christmas wow. as a Christmas present. Yeah, nice. uh, I still have those carts. I don't have the boxes. I bought boxes from somewhere else. In fact, I got blue from a garage sale for like 20 bucks as well. A lot of 20 buck fines I get. Oh, it sounds like yeah. uh, I'm making it up, but no, it's your lucky number. I just get a whole heap of stuff for 20 bucks. It's crazy. Uh, then we'll go. So I've also thrown in there. Street Fighter is definitely in there, but that's a non-Nintendo IP. Mm. Uh, something started out on Nintendo is definitely Chrono Trigger. It's one of my favorite yes. games of all time. You guess you love that one. Really, yeah, it's such a brilliant game. Um, mm. Such a brilliant story. Being a, a, someone who enjoys story in games above everything else. Um, yeah, fantastic. Like. I, I remember being shocked when a twist about three quarters of the way through that game happened. Mm. Funnily enough, I've told this story on Dino before, but I'll tell it again here. The very first time I played Chrono Trigger was the very first RPG I ever played. We hired it from a video store with a converter with a friend. Mm. Uh, so I was playing it and I didn't realize that part of an RPG is you have to upgrade your weapons and your armor. Yes. So I did the whole game with my base weapons and base armor. Uh, the final ben. fight with Lavos, I remember, took me about two and a half hours because I was just spam healing and attacking and spam yeah. healing. And yeah. You think this ridiculous. is the hardest game ever, but you're just so determined to get it done now. And Oh, it took me seriously 50 hours to complete. And then when I found out, you know, it's you know, a 20-hour game. I'm like, what? No. no I way. remember it being much longer. <laughs> yeah. I've finished it. There's 13 different endings for that game. I've finished it, I think, three times I've finished it got three different endings and then I finished it a fourth time, but I got the same ending as another one. So I'm like, bah, and I just yeah, haven't gone back to it. Yeah. I, uh, I've got it on the Apple arcade, which I'll 
sit down and, and play with every now and then. I've yeah. you know got it on my Game Boy. Last time I played it on my DS was actually on the Shikansen in Japan, mm. just playing Chrono Trigger in Japan. So that was cool. Um, so to answer your there. question, uh, Zelda, Mario, Pokemon, Street Fighter, yeah, and Chrono Trigger. I guess yeah. that, that's that's the order. The main and then the whatever Nintendo, Nintendo ones. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. apart from Kirby. Because Kirby. Reason. Kirby's the system killer. Oh, you did say this the other episode, didn't you? Yeah, go back and have a look at the dates. More Kirby games have come out at the end of a system than mm. any other game. Why? Because Kirby kills the systems. Because Kirby and the Crystal Shard on the 64. Yeah, yep. And then there was a late the one on the, the SNES. Game. Yep. Um, yep. Dreamland. There was a couple on the SNES. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think... Uh, it was golf. Kirby golf was on there. Something um, late. Yep. Yeah. But um, uh, a 3DS version was late. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's very first game, uh, you can just cheese the whole game by floating up out, out the top of the screen and just fly mm. across the screen, just do the boss, boss battles. Found that out when I was a kid. How to, how We're to not loving cheese up games. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's been, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Love, hate with Kirby. It's uh, Star oh, Allies no was. Star Outlays was, I don't know if you played that yeah. on Switch. That was pretty, but boring. Honestly, I, I don't play Kirby games, um, which is funny. I've actually yeah. got a guest lined up for Hack the Dino in a couple of weeks when the new Kirby game comes out uh, and they're going to come on and talk about it because they're massive fans and uh, I'm not. So I will be playing with that. So I may walk away with a black eye. I, uh, not sure. I look forward to it. You can, uh, you know, let them defend it and you can uh, just poke all the holes in their arguments. As to why it's a shit series. Yeah, until I start getting personal, because then you know I have no I mean, <laughs> then you bring up Jumanji yeah, every time. Yeah, well, I can't anymore. Anyway, if you would like to support Nintendania, please check out our Patreon page. We have multiple tiers with varying perks, including exclusive Discord access and opportunities to contribute ideas to upcoming shows. Also got a merch store now on Redbubble, where you can buy items with the nifty Nintendania logo smacked onto it. I've ordered a hat and a shirt for myself, so I'll keep the uh, Keep your ears peeled for that, as I'm sure the podcast audio quality will improve while I'm wearing them. And we've also got a free Discord server, um, as well as the other one for Nintendania. So we'd love to have our community continue to grow. It's free to join, so please check out the show notes for the link. We've also got an Instagram and a Twitter where I post some random things and some news items. So uh, then, lately, um, outside of Legends Arceus, because we will get to that, that is definitely coming. I usually talk about the games we've been playing, um, what's been happening last, you know, since the last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie on the Nintendo Switch Online just dropped Such the other week. Game. Such yep. a great game. It's one I played a little growing up, but never owned it myself, so I never got to finish it, never got to properly experience it. So it's been nice to actually play it properly for the first time, get my teeth into it, and it's it's a game that holds up. It's yeah, it's what twenty three, four years old now. Um, short game, but really fun 3D platformer that just... How short is it? Because, I mean, I played it... Uh, I've dug out my 64 and played it a couple of months back. But in 15 hours, you can get it done. Really? Wow. Because I, I played it as a kid and finished it as a kid um, or as a teen. But again, everything in my teens, it just seems that the games took so long. Like in my head, every game so I played as a teen like 50 hours. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's probably... But yeah, yeah. I went to school, come home, play video games till two o'clock, yeah. go to sleep, wake up, go to Thanks school, come home, play video games. Yep, man. 
I want no. to be 1999 again. Oh, same. I wish. I would have kept all my uh, Game Boy boxes as well, and that would have been... Uh... Yeah. Yep. I, <laughs> I would have got my sister to keep her Game Boy game box. Mm. Uh, she got a Game Boy with Agrosaur. Really? I don't know if you know about Agrosaur, but uh, it's a Little. very rare game. Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, so I have the cartridge, which is worth about $150. Did she want it or she just got given to it? To no, it came bit. as a pack-in with the Game Boy. Uh, so we okay. each got a Game Boy for Christmas when they yeah. came out, uh, yeah. me and my two sisters, and hers came with Agrosaur. And uh, yeah, just threw the box out because, you yeah, know, it's just as you do. It's a cartridge. It doesn't need a box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I've got the cartridge, yeah. but don't have the box. And have the I box. doubt that I ever will because that that's an expensive baby boy. Yeah, yeah, not fair. But Banjo has always remind me of, you know, Super Mario Odyssey um, and how like you stay in the world, keep collecting the jiggies and you're not getting booted out every time like you're doing Super yep. Mario 64. Yep. So just really enjoying like you go into this level, you get all the jiggies and the notes and you stay there and you don't leave until you complete it. Because if you leave with 95 notes, like going back, go back and, and do doing it again. it again, that's not, you yep. don't want to do that. Especially in that click clock woods where I'm at the moment, with the seasons changing. I've got, no, I remember click clock woods. I've got to get this right now the first time. So you're going yeah. 100%er? You're 100%er type person? I'm going to try. My, um, my partner, Mickey, she uh, loves to just do side quests and 100% finish the game. I um, yeah. did the first one and then I didn't quite get all the. Um, uh, I missed a couple of jiggies and. Uh, Mumbo five, Jumbo tokens? Five of the notes, I think, as well. And it yep. literally irritated her that she demanded, no, please go back and finish this before you continue on with Mad Monster Mansion. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah, it, it's just one of those fun games that I, I want to 100% it though. It's not mm-hmm. a chore to do it. It's been it's fun. fun and quirky. I love the, it's not voice acted, but you get all the fun voice sort of, you know, noises. Really. Go, huh? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And uh, I think it's lovely that uh, a couple like Banjo and Kazooie, uh, Banjo and his girlfriend Kazooie, can go out and have adventures (laughs) together because they're they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Do you know that? I mean, if it works. No, boyfriend and girlfriend. They are 100% canon. At least I say so. (laughs) That's his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Holds up. Really fun. Um, Yeah. And then the emulation's been fairly decent, I think, this game. Yeah. I know some of them have been a bit shoddy. Yeah, they did. Yeah, upgrade. they upgraded the Ocarina of Time mm. emulation More because fog. the problem there is they removed all the fog. Yeah. And while, yeah, fog is there to create atmosphere, it's also there to hide I pop-ups. <laughs> so that's why Turok is nothing but fog <laughs> and Superman 64 is nothing all fog. the fog all the yeah. time. Uh, in fact, they even worked the fog into the storylines. Like, oh, Lex Luthor's released a kryptonite fog. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Don't give us that. You... I own that game. Oh, boy, that's all. That's a bad one. After mm. ET, probably one of the worst of all time. ET's not a bad game. I own ET as well. Not a, that bad a game. Not that bad. It's like got a game breaking bug, but that's about it. Yeah. So decent then. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it gets more yeah. hate than it needs. Than it yeah, deserves. exactly. It's it's yeah. one of those like when oh ET destroyed Atari, so they buried them all in the desert. There's a little <laughs> bit of truth there. Yes, they did bury them in the desert, but mm. they also buried all the other excess stock in the desert. And there's a great documentary about it. Them going in, and I think it's on Netflix called Game Over or something. Um, but yeah, yes, they, they look I have into seen it. that. Yeah, that was really yeah, good. And they they find it and they dig it up and they find this whole stash. And it's pretty yeah. cool. Urban like, myth proven right. I, I would buy to have one of those copies now. If they dug them all up and sold them, I reckon yeah. just the whole novelty of it now to own like what's been branded the worst game of all time. Box yeah, I got, yeah, 
yeah, I got given the cart. So I'm looking at the cart now. Um, my Atari's out in the shed and I can't be bothered hooking it up, especially to the modern TVs. I don't have a CRT at the moment, so it makes it hard. Yeah, not much point then. No. But no. Yeah, emulation's been really good. So I'm torn as to whether I try and get a Banjo-Tooie copy for my 64 or I'll wait for Nintendo to eventually release it on the service. I'm hoping they do. Um, I mean, this might be the start. Uh, a lot. I've got a friend who has one, so I'm going to borrow it from. Ah, uh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. good. It's a good game, Banjo Tooie. Yeah, uh, like most sequels, improved on, made a lot better. They, uh, there was, you know, the the frozen key. That's I think it's in Banjo Tooie. There's a frozen key behind a grate. Uh, that's the first the, one, I believe. That's the first one. In yeah, the sorry, Christmas right, that's right. Frozen. Well, yes, I can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. So I saw them. Like, what? Yeah, you can't. It's impossible no. to get. Yeah. So what they were rare were originally going to do was when you pull a game out of the 64, the RAM holds uh, in memory where you are. So like it mm. just freezes and it holds it. And what they want to do was they trademark this thing called quick swap, where you take uh, out, you get up to that spot in yeah. Banjo Kazooie, take it out and put the second one in. And that would transport you to an area in the second game where you could get that key. Uh, and then cool. Nintendo said, no, we, we don't want you doing that. <laughs> so they kiboshed it. And then, yeah, um, yeah it's just known as, as the... Um, unattainable key although i think some rom hackers have gotten in there and got it and does and get it yeah it yeah it's a does, cool concept but yeah i can see why nintendo be like no we don't want people excessively putting cartridges out putting it at risk of you know other damage while they're powered on yeah so yeah. screams of a lawsuit mm. if uh if i could be so blunt yeah the mario party uh, mini game comes to mind that kind of thing oh yeah rest in peace nintendo in 64 peace. controls and that control stick but ben what have you been playing lately Beyond Arceus, what's the... Beyond Arceus? Before uh, Arceus. Well, I, Donkey Kong Country 2, which is yes. probably the best of the series. I, I played a little bit of that. Um, I, uh, I play Pokemon Go daily. Um, Same. Because I have a problem and have done ever since it launched like it's five years ago. your turn to send me a gift then. Oh, is it? I'm yeah. awful with that. I, I'm so bad at sending gifts, but eh, <laughs> I'll get to it. Uh, what else have I been playing? I, I see... Guilty pleasure. I'm a huge fan of Fortnite. I will jump in and play Fortnite because it is... It, so all this talk about Zuckerberg creating the metaverse and everything, mm. it's not what the uh, metaverse is going to be. All that was was a, uh, a call to get uh, investors in this company. Yeah. What the metaverse will be eventually will be a Fortnite-like type structure, which is what they're moving towards at the moment. You can go in and... Like they had a, a concert the other week where you could go in and, and they gave you a reward for going in and doing this concert and listen to the music and you know they're getting more ips in it's the funko pops of uh video games the old mm. Fortnite. i bought green goblin the other day as a suit uh because i'm a massive spider-man and normal from fan. the no way home outfits or what no sort of, no no it, it was a, another design made for Fortnite, but it was the green goblin sort of a cross between his comic book character and the uh the flight suit that uh, william defoe wears yeah uh it sucks. It's awful. Mm. But I love Norman Osborn, so I bought it and, and use it. Um, you know, it, it's fun. Floppy, uh, Anto and I quite often jump in and we'll play a game of Fortnite together and mm. just chat, talk about the show. It's how we have a meeting. Um, you know, I like just going in there, getting my daily tasks and getting out. Then if yeah. you, you sort of get to the top 10, you go, all right, I better take it seriously now. Yeah. Uh, the, the key to Fortnite is just camping. not caring. <laughs> hey, camping's a legitimate tactic. I'll, I'll, I'll have everyone know. <laughs> I've had lost ones from camping as well. So 
you know, it, it, it's it's fair. It goes around, comes around. It works. Um, you know, you just don't get the items by killing early on. So, you know, there, there is risk and reward to doing it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. So, Fortnite, great fun. If you don't care about winning and you go in just to, you know, look for fights. I like looking yeah. for fights early on mm. and just see if I'm any good or not. I'm not yeah. any good. I'm quite awful. But it's fun. That's how you get better at those games, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, just just looking for fights. Um, so yeah, jump in 15 minutes. And that, you know, as someone with a somewhat busy schedule, the beauty of being able to jump in, have a quick 15-minute game mm. and jump out is brilliant. That's uh, why I enjoyed Street Fighter as much as a, a teen slash adult, because you could jump in, fight a couple of rounds, and then jump out. Um, Get in and out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, ever since I got my arcade cabinet, that's made it a lot easier because mm. instant boot. Um, yeah, I have an arcade cabinet, by the way. <laughs> just there i was thinking you had a bit of space still from just all the things you were listing like sure there's, there's half the room still he hasn't covered yet um yeah well i mean i've also got my 1973 original space invaders cocktail which i just got restored nice. uh so that's down i've always that was a grail item i always wanted a cocktail mm. cabinet of space invaders and that one came along and got that fixed uh with a good friend of mine ticking out see this is what happens when adults have money mm. waste it on useless disposable crap income yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I don't smoke or drink or, or eat a lot of uh, bad takeaway food, so you don't jack up dinosaurs. You're fine. You just, just no. Well, I mean, if they're around, you know, let's let's not you know, cast dispersions. I'm, I'm, I'm a kind song. of guy. Yeah. yeah, you know, you never know. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not going down that track. No, anyway, fine. moving on. Hmm. But uh, Donkey Kong Country Two. So, why do you think it's better than three? Uh, I honestly didn't play much of three. Okay. Um, I found three at the time more of the same. Yeah. And I yeah, was the- so um like the jump in quality between Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country 2 is huge. Like the mm. fluidity of the game, the platforming, the level structure, uh, the collectibles, um, the way that the items are hidden, the power-ups to the animal companions that you could jump on, uh, massive, massive step up. Whereas I feel Donkey Kong Country 3 was almost the same as Donkey Kong Country 2, but uh, just, you know, wipe off the graphics, put on other ones. Yeah. For me, it, it wasn't that breakout hit. So for me, no. Donkey Kong Country 2 did more to improve itself over Donkey Kong Country than Donkey Kong Country 3 did over 2. So that's yeah. for me why, why it's it's better and, and it's a clear standout. And it's the first game I ever 100%ed. So, well, 102%ed if we're going to be technical. Yes, yes, be technical. Yeah, yeah no. and I don't do that a lot. I'm not, I'm not a... No person who needs to do that i'm quite happy going yep got the story that's cool see you later i'm happy yeah i got what i needed from this and, and move on yeah i, I try I to think... change that mentality as well with some other games like i don't need to finish every game i play either like no, if, if i no. get to a stage where i don't think i'm gonna get any more enjoyment out of it I, it's fine to stop and exactly move on to the next one you pay for the game you yeah. pay for the game play it how you want i've got that make it a tour for you yeah yeah ghost of tsushima sitting in my playstation 5 i'm still not off the first island because i just keep exploring with it yeah. Um, I'll get back to it eventually, but for me, it's a really, really cool walking sim around medieval Japan. It's yeah. great. Done. Returnal for me, I, I got to say to her, like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. I'm going to... Uh, Eternal, those shmup yeah. levels, those shmup boss levels are fun as hell. Yeah, great. I, it had its moments. It just, yeah, just got to say, like, no, I'm done with it. So returned yeah. and had a bit of value still and got most of my money back. Yeah. So, yeah. Any other games you've been playing lately? No, I think that's about it. The main um, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the main ones. Um, and just Arceus. I've Arceus. been past couple of days. Arceus only came out two days ago in Australia as we're recording this. And yeah, I'm all in that one. 
Well, we might as well start. It's it's here. It's been mm-hmm. a year since we found out about this game. January last year was the direct, and then they just throw this new concept out to us, and I think it sort of sparked a bit of conversation about is it going to be any good? They're just copying the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Look at this chingling at six frames per second. That you know it's going to look ugly, and then everyone's looking at the trees. How do the trees look? Have they improved that? But um, no, we're here now. Not. No, they haven't improved it. But um, <laughs> it's been leaked for about a week now. We've seen a lot of um, of the Hisui sort of variants, and a lot of people have been playing it, sort of giving their thoughts and um, opinions. And before buying the game, I was hearing really good things about this is something that the series probably needed a while ago, but it's here now and it's really going to change and redefine the series going forward. So Ben, I take it you've played a little so far. What, what's, uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on it? I've played about eight hours at the moment, I think. Yeah. I was playing it oh, just before uh, I came on here to, to chat mm. with you. I was just going around the first uh, area, uh, just, just looking for Pokemon as you do. Mm. And uh, yeah, came across a, what are they called? Alpha Pokemon. The ones with yes. the red eyes and they're bigger mm. and they're tougher and they're huge amounts of levels above. Yeah, came across a Alpha Golbat that was shiny. Ooh. Yeah, wiped out my team. So, Did you save uh, before? And you're like, here nope. we go. I'm just going to... Nah. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Completely Damn. forgot. And yep, uh, yep despawned and lost the shiny. Mm. But on the other hand, it's a Golbat, so who gives a crap? That brings me um, pain, though. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, yep. 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 Especially because I it was a full odd shiny as well. So one mm. in 4,070 yeah. or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I a photo. I took photos. Um, yeah, that that pained me. But yep. I didn't feel too bad because, you know, it's just it's just a game. I came across a, a really bad glitch, actually. Um, really? And I took a video of it. I'm just going to transfer that over to my Twitch account so I can post it. I'll probably put it in the Hack the Dino Discord. Mm. But uh, I was in the third area, and this Psyduck just had lines coming out of it as I was walking around, like really bad graphical lines. I'm thinking, wow. what the hell is that? Uh, yeah, it's just just super bad glitch. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's not good. Uh, so you could tell straight away it wasn't like a special kind of like effect on it. It was no, just no, 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 no. Like these lines were um, almost like perspective lines, and they went from the top of the screen right into the side duck, and they moved uh, around as the side duck moving. Okay. Pretty noticeable. Yeah, that that's, it was uh, yep. an issue. Something's up there. Um, yeah, and yeah was was not a good time uh but it, they went away as i got closer to it but i have the footage of it so i'll, I'll put that mm. up um and and people yeah, can see it but overall uh it's kind of monster hunter light uh which mm. is great um i'm loving it overall i i uh i think it's an excellent first step in the direction of mm. where the pokemon series needs to go i love the mechanics i love the controls um storyline is what it is who cares i also love the fact that the main goal for this story right from the onset is like yeah collect all the pokemon mm. that's it you gotta research don't worry about yep. like battling isn't really a thing Honestly, like, there are some battles but they're not yeah. yeah uh and that for me is what always intrigued me with pokemon i like finishing the pokedex uh and then i liked um shiny hunting that, that's yep. what i like uh, i used to do competitive uh, battling but not so much anymore mm. um, because who has time to train up a whole freaking team and EV train yeah. it and get the favorable Lots IVs. of thought, you know, needed. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky in Sword and Shield. I came across a perfect IV Magikarp. So Ooh. I've got a perfect IV Gyarados. So, Gyarados all right, yeah, yeah, I'll use him and Done. just 
just walk through the game Clean basically. Up that. Yeah. <laughs> just do 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 do. do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I um, I don't, I don't know what else I can say. Love it. Uh, it, it's fun. Yeah, the overworlds look a bit sparse. Um, yeah, the trees look dodgy as hell. But it is what it is. You know what you're getting. Like yeah, it's you know it's it's never going to be a four K. Yeah, yeah it's, it's never going to be this huge, amazing thing. You know what you're getting when you buy it. Uh, I think the gameplay is the most important part and the capture techniques and the fact that Pokemon can harm trainers as well as the Pokemon mm. uh, and they're just roaming everywhere is brilliant. Um, yeah. I think Shiny's just popping up with a sound is really, really good. Uh, part of me, with the whole Shiny thing, part of me goes, yeah, it is easier to get a Shiny nowadays. But on the other hand, it's like, well, what does it matter if they're easy to get? Like, it's still rare. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's still one in four thousand. If you don't have, you know, any of the charms or anything, no, uh, it's probably yeah. more likely we'll get shinies because you come across so many Pokemon, and it's not like you're going into a grass area, and you know you stop, the battle animation starts, you just sound a Pokemon, it transitions to that. That takes time. But this you can exactly. run across and see so many. I, I expect there is- a lot more shinies to be there just because of lore. You know, you're just going to see more Pokemon. Chances and are. there's a sound cue as well. It goes, mm. um, and then yeah, it, it just pops up yeah, uh, as it's up. done twice for me now. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's so done yeah. obviously. Then is that so you know straight away there's a shiny here and yeah, and yeah, and they also it. sparkle as they're in the overworld. Yeah, and then yeah. if you focus in on them, it has the shiny logo next to their name. Yeah. Okay, so they they've made it pretty easy. Like they've taken mm. a lot from Pokemon Go there, I think, because Pokemon Go it mm. literally puts a shiny icon there. If, yeah, if you. Like a couple of times I've just, you know, absentmindedly be checking Pokemon Go as I walk and then look down and like, is that a shiny? And then see the logo. Oh, yeah, it is. Get some of that. Yeah. Uh, but overall, Arceus, Arceus is great. Uh, mm. I, I haven't had this feeling. So Hades, two years ago when it yes. came out, it was the last time I had a game where I'd wake up and go, oh, I want to I play Hades. I want to yep. get into it. Because that was just, just a away. fun as hell game. Yeah. yeah. Great game. That should have been game of the year that year. Mm. Um. So Arcus has its latches into me like that. I don't know how long it will stay, mm. uh, but it's real fun just walking around, exploring, the whole exploring mm. thing. Um, coming up against these alpha Pokemon just being wiped out. Like half your team gets wiped yeah. out. It's like, nope. And yeah. you just leg it out of there. Just super fun. Love it. it it's it's well-deserving of the 80s and 90s that it's been getting. Uh, and if this is where the Pokemon company's heading in the future with their Pokemon franchise, I am all for it. All for it, yeah. It, it's just something that I wish Sword and Shield fully went into because you can see the little bit of it with the wild area and what they're trying to do. I think that we're testing it with Sword and Shield yeah. and you can't really go into a brand new way of playing when it's the first on a console. Like they had Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, mm. which was obviously the, the Kanto remakes, um, which had the Pokemon Go type controls in it. Yeah, um, And there was backlash against that. So can you imagine if they didn't bring out a traditional... That's true. Uh, handheld Straight Pokemon up, RPG. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that people would complain more about that than they would usually do, which if that's possible. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think showing uh, probably this, is. yeah, it, it's a proof of concept as to yeah. where the Pokemon uh, it, gameplay is now headed, which will be fantastic, I think. Yeah, oh, it's exciting. It's, um, you know, the fact that you can use the right stick to move around. I still find that as a novel thing in Pokemon. You know, you've got that free, mm. complete camera control. Um, the introduction, the story was more interesting than I thought as well. So I'm really excited to see how that develops. Um, I don't want to give anything away to people just watching because that's kind of a little surprised by the sort of premise going 
um, at the Team start. Team Rocket there. shows up and just Ooh. kills everyone with an yeah. atomic bomb. It was freaking crazy, I mean, man. Yeah. Meowth, that's right. You know. It was crazy. Yeah, like Meowth, Meowth like just ripped, just yeah. ripped out a Lapras's neck, just just sunk its teeth in there and just chewed out its jugular. Knew how crazy. to use the knife. Like, listen to your advice and yeah. Mm, yep, yep, yep. So, Wouldn't you know, Meowth. Ooh, I tell you what, yeah, Jesse yeah. and James, like their kid showed up. That was weird. Brock again. Goodness. Yeah, well, the kid was Brock, which is, you know, even weirder. <laughs> but no, it's been just really fresh and different. So I'm just enjoying it from that point of view. You know, the wild air in Thorn Shield, you'd just walk into them and the, the battle would start. But here, you know, you've got to either throw the, your Pokemon at it to start a battle. Or, you know, you throw an empty Pokeball to catch it. It's more like imitating the actual, you know, what would happen if Pokemon and were real and you're actually in catch, the world. Yeah. And you're catching odds increase if you sneak up on them or mm. you hide in tall grass and they don't yeah. see you. Or you throw berries, uh, things like that. Yeah. Really, really. Uh, I mean, they're called basic capture rate type things, but yeah, really, really well thought of. Uh, have you come across the Gyarados yet? I saw one flying around. That was, yeah. That just, was just doing laps. I just. Like, <gasps> <laughs> just Wow, I tried to catch it. Yeah. Couldn't really. <laughs> Did you try to? I tried, just, like, I still run after just... throwing balls up in the air. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love throwing my balls at Pokemon's face. Yeah. There's just, there's just going to be a lot of surprises like that, I feel, as I go on. I, I keep getting distracted by the side stuff. So, like, the main story I'm doing every now and then, but I get distracted. I want to go over here, for example, and see what's here. And then mm. I'll see, like, a different Pokemon. I'll see a different item. And or you see an alpha or a really tough Pokemon that you probably can't beat yet. It reminds you of like Breath of the Wild with the Lionel. You you come across one of them, and, and that's funny the first time because you know you, you're done. Oh man! Like like you've got no chance here. The so, first time I came across the a hell Lionel, out. that was I was going across yeah. uh, a whatever the L word uh, bridge, mm. and saw one in the distance. I thought, what is that? Because I had no idea that it was a Lionel. Just sort of standing there. <laughs> so I started walking towards it, and it roared. I went, okay, we're doing this. So I took out Here my sword and sword, and they came running towards me. I come on, let's go. Boom, just ran over me like right a away. freight train, dead. I was like, okay, I'm staying away from them. Yep, never again. Well, not till later. And then it's so satisfying at the end. You level up, and then you're just able to smash them, and that's like- Oh, yeah. Old, and some yeah. of the ways people uh, defeat these Lionels and the uh, mm. Guardians. I don't know if you've watched the YouTube channel, Mr. A-Game. Yes. Yes, his modding yeah. kind of videos. Yeah, well, not only in the modding videos, when he does the original uh, runs yes, um, well. yeah. of Breath of the Wild, he's gotten real good mm. at uh, defeating. Like, like, he'll come up with different ways. So he's been on Hack the Dino a couple of times. Mm. And I gave him the idea of going, well, why don't you do a challenge series where people give you a challenge, like defeat a lion with broomsticks or something like that. <laughs> uh, so he tried nice. that and obviously didn't, didn't manage it. But yeah, yeah. It, it's... Uh, the way look, look on YouTube at some of the ways people kill Lionels and just toy with them. It, yeah. It's amazing they put that kind of effort into oh. such a game. Oh, and then you know it's all the different new things people are discovering about this game years on as well. So it just shows yeah mm. like how well made it was and yeah I think it deserves all the love it does get. So and that sequel coming out this year I'm so better be excited. this year. My fantasy record. Yeah, it will be. It will. I'm fairly confident. I, th- I think it will be. They've been burnt from Prime Four, you know, announcing things too soon. So I feel like it is. It's going to uh, Prime Four. I think was no, it, they didn't announce it too soon. I think it'd be out by now if they didn't stuff up the the game. They stuffed it up and then went to Retro Studios. And went uh, actually, can you do it again? They just said so they now in to... development. So you know, they seemed yeah. like they were pretty far off still. But yeah, but they also came out and said, um, 
yeah, it's not where we want it to be. So we're cancelling yeah. it and we're getting retro studios. to. Oh, if they didn't tell us that, we'd be freaking out right now. That's exactly. Uh, yeah. So they're slowly coming. getting better. Nintendo are frustrating uh, most of the times. Being a Nintendo fan is one of the most frustrating things in the world. Oh, yeah. But they're getting there. Uh, what was your starter? Back to Arceus. Did you? Rallet. 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 You... Always the Doctor Who looking Rallet. Uh, <laughs> is, um... He's got a bow tie. Bow tie. Bow ties are cool. Yeah. What's... Yeah. I, 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 I usually choose Hallet, and then I saw the final form it evolved into, and I wasn't quite... Hasuya I... one? Yeah. Oh, man. No, that, that made me even more. Really? Like I... seeing that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, and you may not have noticed, but I've got quite a, uh, not obsession, but fascination with medieval Japan. And Okay. The ninja not, kind not, of not, look? Not, that... Well, no, not ninjas. More samurai. The samurai. That's where yeah. karate comes from, is, is from the samurais, the techniques yeah. that they used. The fact that it's set in like you know the 1600 Oda period of, of Japan as well, mm. uh, and seeing that final evolution of Rowlet, I just went, yeah, that's it, that's my boy. He's okay. coming with me. Nice. So I used him in uh, Sun and Sh- uh, Moon, Sun and Moon as well, because mm. he was a little grass fella. And yeah. I usually t- choose the fire types, but okay, no, I'm typically no, grass. So yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Bulbasaur just- man. Bulbasaur, yeah, all the way. I'm uh, the lame Charmander Stan. Like, I'm the most vanilla person you ever meet. (laughs) Who do you play in Street Fighter? Oh, Ryu. Ryu. Who do you play in Mortal Kombat? Oh, Sub-Zero. Boring as hell. Nothing wrong with that. Boring as hell and not good at any of those characters. No, no. Was that, what were the green sides I haven't chosen? I think Gen 2, I did Totodile instead. And then uh, Gen 5, I didn't choose the snake one. I did uh, Tepic. That was. Oh, right. So you didn't choose Smugleaf, the old Smugleaf. I chose Smug Leaf. Did you? Yeah. Every other time, grass. Oh, it's just this dip game's so different. Trying to like really like take the time to work it out. Like there's no held items, breeding's not here, eggs. Um, so good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, all these sort of classic things they've just gotten rid of. I, I just love the whole bare basics. Po- That's all you bare need. Bare basics, but like the moves, like all the moves are accessible now to these Pokemon. You can swap them out to get the forward that you want. That's what I love. Yeah, you, awesome. you pay money to the, yeah. the move tutor. They teach the moves, and then you just swap out whichever one you need. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Although I've spent a majority of my money on my storage. Like, I'm trying to max yeah. out my storage before the I do anything is, more. I love the pastures. That's such mm. a cool idea. It's, yeah, taking this, like, Pokemon, like, set in a, you know, fairly contemporary but modern kind of looking time, and to take it mm. back the hundreds of years to what would it look like now, it's just been a refreshing different take. Mm. So, yeah, there'll be plenty of hours going into that. Other things, though, news-wise, um, Kingdom Hearts Cloud version is coming Feb 10 to Nintendo Switch. However, if you are an Australian, we don't do cloud service games on the Switch, so we will not have access to it. Because we have zero internet. Internet? What is that? Mine goes... Where you have... Mine goes, hello, can you hear me? Hello? Oh, hang on. The string connecting the two t- pins <laughs> is uh, tangled. Hang on. There we go. Is that better? Ben, get off the phone. Yeah, I, I want to joke. use the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're bad. back in the 90s, baby. Yeah. It, it is bad. But you it's... know what? It's Kingdom Hearts, so it's not that big a lot. <laughs> so uh, we miss out on that. I don't ever see it coming if they never do a physical release. Just thoughts on the uh, cloud versions of games on Switches, Ben. What do you, what do you think? Well, it's where the industry's headed, uh, just mm. because we live in um, Australia. 
just means we will not necessarily be able to keep up with it. I think that's one of the reasons why we don't have PlayStation Now over here. Yes. It's because it was going to cost too much for the infrastructure. Having said that, Stadia Floppy well. was recently talking to someone who is involved with PlayStation here in Australia. Okay. Um, and they were saying, well, no, the infrastructure is here. We just don't have it available. Uh, but I think that will 100% not happen because I think Spartacus is just around the corner. Streaming services yes. is the way it's going. You look at Game Pass on the Xbox. That subscription model is the way that companies are headed. It sucks. Yeah. I hate it, but it is what it is because that's how they make money. Yeah. It's, it's someone who loves physical um, game in hand kind of gaming experiences. It's, uh, you know, a bit of a sad well, sort you, of transition, but yeah, it makes sense. You don't own the it? game with these subscription services. No, they don't. can pull it anytime they want. Anytime. They owe you nothing. You're renting it for that yep. price. You're not yep. owning it. Which it's, is fine if yeah. you have no desire. So Xbox, I don't have any real big affinity with Xbox, but there's been some real great games coming out on Games Pass. And I like to sit down, play it for a bit and go, oh yeah, that was cool. Mm. Uh, it's just whether the amount of time you spend playing those games is justifies the X amount of money a month to pay for the subscription. And at the moment, I'm having a kind of hard time justifying that. Although Death Store came out last week on Games Pass. So I'll play that and then I'll make the decision as to whether I want to. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, the other piece of news with... Um... Activision Blizzard being bought out by Microsoft might change a few of those uh, Game Pass decisions, <sighs> those on the fence as to whether to buy it or not. So th- this is unreal. $69 yep. billion dollars to buy Activision yep. Blizzard. That's- yep, and it was half of Microsoft, the fourth largest company in the world, half of their liquid assets yep. was the $70 billion yep. to purchase this. The Crazy. amount of investment from Microsoft into Xbox and the game studios and to get this whole Game Pass thing up and running is is phenomenal. And it's just like this purchase alone just changes everything going forward. Um, well, they had to do something because mm. they've never won a generation. Sony has consistently walked over them. The closest they, closest they could have come was with the 360. 360. However, the red ring just killed it for them. Mm. Like, that, that's how Sony was able to catch up. It, it's a business decision. Uh, if you've got the money to flaunt, uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, on the positive side, hopefully it'll bring out or get rid of some of the trash that's in Activision Blizzard. Uh, yes. And it'll become a much more Bobby. stable. You yeah, yeah, that jerk. Um, he can go to hell. Like He'll get his golden handshake and, and piss off yeah. into obscurity, which I'm quite happy with. But the culture he's nestled there is so archaic and disgusting that, yeah, we don't even talk about him on the show, quite frankly. No, um, no that's fair. And... I'm I'm given hope that you know the people who stay there will be introduced into a more open and progressive uh, working place. Uh, and as I said on Hack the Dino this week, it gives me optimism that a lot of these people will be given the opportunity to start up their own studios or some of these smaller studios will actually have more investment pumped into them mm. by Sony and by Nintendo because they need new IP. They need new games to come out yeah. because if uh, existing IPs are going to be bought up and made exclusive, then they've got to find something else. I know Sony are really upset because Call of Duty is worth $120 million a year to It's That's a big franchise to lose. And so that, yeah. that would be a big hole. I mean, I know their agreements are set in the next two or three games, but after that, surely they go. Next three games, yeah. Next three. And so, like, what do they do? Do they bring back Killzone to try and make that a thing? Or do they make a completely new sort of IP, like you said, and make it a competitor to Call of Duty? It's uh, interesting. I reckon they'd they'll probably have to push Battlefield because time's running out for it. Like yeah. if they go, all right, yeah, like let's get Killzone happening. It's going to take three or four years to get that up and going, especially mm. to a level of COD. And it doesn't have the name recognition. Um, no. Yeah, their, their best bit is to maybe even knock on Ubisoft's door and say, all right, Rainbow Six, what do you got? 
Like yep. we, we need we need something. We have um, it. Yep. because yeah, they they've only got three years grace period now, so the pressure is well and truly on Sony. Mm. Uh, I don't think Sony's going to start buying up studios like Microsoft are doing. Uh, I honestly think they will just pump money into the independents and try and sign up exclusive games. Like I think yeah, they still got way. Street Fighter as an exclusive game when Six is finally announced, which is rumored sort of February second of the second, twenty twenty two. I think is Street Fighter Day. Uh, oh, so okay. This, 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 this Tuesday, yeah. Uh, oh, is it? Oh shit! Yeah, oh, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was teased by Udon. So that's the comic book company that has the Street Fighter right. So it might just be a comic book collection. But if they were going to announce something, it'd be on Street Fighter Day, you'd think. Yeah, Yeah, I think exclusives are the way they're going to have to go. God of War, they've got a a winner there. But, you know, that's that's finishing this generation. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know. It's it's an interesting time. It sets a dangerous precedent. uh, And, yeah, I, I just clueless as to what actually is going to happen it's it's a weird yeah. time to be a video game fan yeah i just i just think it means you know more people are going to get onto the game pass yeah sony's going to have to find alternatives um but because you know I'm, I'm looking at the list of what activision blizzard have they've got call of duty crash bandicoot uh, guitar hero so that's gone skylanders series spyro tony hawk diablo Hearthstone, heroes of the storm overwatch starcraft warcraft and candy crush that's that's some pretty big games there Oh and yeah, they get a lot of money to move in. to one side. That's a big hole to yep. fill. Especially Candy Crush. My goodness, yeah. that will be on uh, like new Windows computers going forward. It's like the default, you know, instead of a uh, Minesweeper, it'll be his Candy Crush. I think I don't think Minesweeper's been on Windows for twenty <laughs> years, but that's okay. Uh, no, I, I mean I've got Minesweeper on my phone because I love that game. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It, it's it's just the models they're heading for. I think Sony's mm. going to go for more exclusive epic adventures um i think xbox is going to focus purely on their netflix games pass type thing uh get those subscriptions and nintendo is just going to keep on doing what nintendo does be the second one of them the second console in the house be the one that everyone loves that has their exclusive ips that you know are good because nintendo very rarely makes a bad ip game um apart from skyward sword and uh, (laughs) yeah they they uh will just keep doing what they're doing yeah i mean out of all the big partners, I mean, big companies, uh, developer-wise, Nintendo is probably the least impacted by this. And correct, you know, like some of those games I mentioned before have been on the Switch. Um, even if you know the delays, are, there's been a bit of a delay with these releases. They don't get them day one. You know, it's a bit of a mm. you know a watered-down version that comes later. But do you think it will be the same story for Nintendo and Sony? We won't get these games. I know Xbox and Microsoft, uh, Nintendo and Microsoft, they're a bit more chummy of late. There's been a bit of um, we'd love your games on our system. And then Nintendo's like, uh, yeah, you can use Banjo for something. But uh, it's, yeah. you know, a little bit of, you know, working together to get some outcomes here. So well, I mean, what do Xbox you think, has you think a, about change? Xbox has an ulterior motive in that Xbox was looking to gain ground. So mm. I'm pretty sure my own, you know, hypotheses here, it's not proven at all. But I'm pretty sure they went into those agreements with Nintendo because of Nintendo's younger player base uh, yeah. and, you know, traditional player base they want to have their ips exposed to new people so by doing a a favors like lending them banjo kazooie and and lending them other characters for say smash and whatnot uh and then sort of releasing cuphead on the platform and ori and will and wisps and whatnot you know those exclusives to Mm. xbox it's getting core business demographic that they don't have exposure to their product so nintendo obviously huge in japan Mm amongst everywhere else, but massive in Japan. And Xbox has never been able to make a dent in Japan. That's why I thought before all this was revealed, I honestly thought Xbox was going to try and buy Sega. 
Like yeah. that was my big thing. Um, Sega have just come out in the past two days and and officially said they're no longer doing Sega arcades. So we had a whole yeah. bunch closed in the past couple of years, and they announced yeah just the other day that uh, they're purely a software company now. Yeah, no more arcades. So it's, that that's officially the death of the arcade scene. Mm. It's done. It's past. It's one. awful. Oh, no. Um, it's it's very sad. But uh, yeah, I, I honestly think it is exposure to the IPs into Japan uh, to hopefully try and make their ground in there, which which they are. They they are slowly getting into the Japan market, and uh, it can only lead to good things. I don't think it'll be this generation that they'll crack it. But I honestly think next gen it is going to be well and truly honest to uh, who Microsoft sort of tops. Yeah. And, and like you said, I think the console sort of gaming isn't, isn't as big there and handheld's a big thing. And if you can get Game Pass, you know, through your PC or your mobile, that's, that's you know, a ticket to sort of get, generate that subscription base and actually grow yeah. in the region. Well, I mean, there's that whole thing of like, oh, will Game Pass come to the Switch? It's like, no, it won't because the Switch can't run those games. <laughs> like, I don't know why the, that conversation even started. Like, I don't know if Nintendo would ever say yes to that. That's just, even if it was yeah. possible, I just, yeah, yeah. let alone no, no. that. Exactly. I don't yeah. think they'd have someone's uh, property like that on, on their system. Mm. What, what would Nintendo you know, do? Would, that, would they look to buy some more studios? You know, they bought uh, Next Level Games um, after Luigi's Mansion 3. They wanted to shore that up. Um, there might have mm-hmm. been some other potential buyers, and they probably wanted to quash that. Who do you think, if Nintendo's going to buy a, 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 another developer, who would it be? Um, I don't think they will buy another developer. Nintendo's very cautious with their money. Mm. Um, so Sony and Microsoft, they make a console, they take a hit on the console production yeah. in order to make it up. Nintendo doesn't. No. Nintendo, Nintendo makes a profit on every single goddamn machine they make. They, are, they have enough money in their kitty to flop. Um, so like to have two uh, Wii U-style flops in a row. Yes. So if Gen 9 and Gen 10 uh, are both Wii U level numbers, they will still come out of it in the black. They, mm. they aren't in trouble. They have that much money no. tied up. Uh, so I don't think that they are going to go out looking to acquire anyone. I think they will choose to develop in-game and in-house studios they already have. Uh, it's very rare for Nintendo to acquire a studio. Usually they just do mm. hires. Uh, and I mean, seriously, who doesn't want to work for Nintendo? Oh, that's it. Like, there are oh, so many uncles out there now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think they need to. Uh, I think they're quite okay. Like, they'll keep expanding for sure. They'll mm. keep getting these third-party uh, developers to make games for them, maybe pay for the exclusivity. Uh, I mean, look at uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. That was the first Pokemon game not done by Game Freak. Yeah. Or the first mainline Pokemon game not mm. done by Game Freak. Uh, so that these sorts of things are starting to, to happen. Um, but I, I don't think that they will be purchasing very many at all. No, be very selective. The, the only obvious one for me would probably be Mercury Steam, if that was something they wanted to, to shore up. Uh, right. I know they've done um, really well with the Metroid series. Um, mm-hmm. They've made some Castlevania games, so it kind of made sense how they transitioned to the Metroid stuff. And so whether they, you know, same thing with Next Level, if there's someone else who wants to buy them, uh, Mercury Steam, would Nintendo maybe step in and just shore it up? But it, yeah. that's what it is. It's just a defensive thing. Maybe not, you know, let's go after Sega or uh, Koei Tecmo or anything like that. It's just not something I see Nintendo doing. I'll take it back. I can see Nintendo buying Sega just to say, yeah, we won. Like that. Definitive... I would love it for that reason alone. Nintendo does what Sega can't now. Something like that. You yeah. Just, uh, like, finally won. Just that, that whole, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but that 
when Vince McMahon of the WWE, formerly the WWF, bought WCW, that was just the final, I won. I won. That's yep. right. I <laughs> won. And that's all it was. Yeah, nothing else. Doesn't matter what I get for it. I've just won. Yep. Ego. I, I, I would Ego. love that, though, for the IPs alone. And be- well, I mean, Sonic's in every Nintendo game now anyway. But just, just Nintendo sort of, you know, look over these series. And, you know, I mm. feel... They could only add to these games and make them better experiences, I feel. If you put the same sort of Nintendo uh, methodology and lens of how they make a game. And apply I don't know. It to- Sonic is pretty trash. Can you make it's, it it'll take, a, it'll take a lot to make that game. Yeah. yeah it hasn't ever Fight really me, been my thing. No, I'm not going to. No, I agree with you, actually. This has been really good. Thank you, Ben. I, I Welcome. wanted to do one little thing with you. Right. One little game. Right. Mm-hmm. Be- because you're the game master on Hack the Dino. You create uh, the games and then people play yeah. and they have fun and you're just there doing all this work. I don't know. You probably spend hours getting these ready. And no, and, and no one asks you, what is this tune? What's the answer to this quiz? Yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that. See, I'm the game master and I make all the quizzes because I actually really suck at guessing any of them. Ooh. And that is my facade to make people think that I actually know what I'm talking about. So I, I don't have to answer them. I I, I I'd make it. I, I program it. Uh, mm. You know, that's just just not uh, something anyone needs to know about. <laughs> well, good thing no one's listening to this, so it's fine. I'm going to put you <laughs> to the test, Ben. All right. Unless, hello, Anto. He's probably watching. Um, I'm going to play you some games. It's Ben versus the world. It is video game jukebox here. I'm going to actually ask you the questions now, and you've got to guess it. All right. So you, you've never done I, this in uh, Hack the Diner, have you? No, no. I gave Dan the opportunity to do it on his last show. And he just went, no, I can't be bothered. So, all right. So I'm going to take the honor. I'm going to do it. All right. Let's, let, let's go. Let's see how bad I am. Let's do it. All right. All right. I'm going to play the first five seconds. All right. So do I get questions? Sure do. Can, all right. Could you hear that? I, I don't have the same barely, production qualities as uh, Braden. Uh, I could... Just make it out. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. So before you right. start, these are like Nintendo. These are on Nintendo consoles. Okay. All right. So, uh, was it uh, released on a console prior to the year two thousand? Yes. Was it on the NES? It sure was. All right. Okay. Well, that only you know. Only uh, narrows it down to about 250 games. Um, Do you wear a hat? No. No hats? Not that I know of. That you know of. All right. No hats. Okay. Um, Would you like a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. You're a vehicle. I'm a vehicle? Yeah. to, To your knowledge, to your knowledge, have I spoken about this game yes. on a podcast? You have. Oh, sure right. have. Okay. Yeah. And I'm a vehicle. I, I'm trying to give you some that, you know, it's, it's Blaster not, Master, re- right? Is Blaster Master, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm not going to be mean and give you something you don't know completely. No, be mean. No, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes horrible content, doesn't it? I don't know. Well, it depends how good you are at gloating, I find. Uh, <laughs> definitely not my strong suit, that. You're on the board. Yay. All right. Doing better another- than some of those other guys. <laughs> All right. Here's number two. <laughs> All right. Mm. 
Is there a Kong in this game? There is a Kong in this game. Mm. So that narrows it down, I think. I, I, I recognize it. It's that, that base, that base Nova. Yeah. Um, is this the third in the series? It is the third in this series. It's Donkey Kong Country 3. That's right. Well done. Yay. Hey. There we go. Two for two. All right. I'm going to, this one's a little bit harder. Are these orchestrations of the theme or that's the actual theme? I believe that's the actual. Uh, really? That's the actual? Okay. It must have been a, a I believe later. So. Is this part of a famous series? It is. Does this have something to do with uh, my hero? Your hero being? Uh, Hideo Kojima. No. Oh, God damn it. All right. Um... I would love to imagine his take on this series, though. That would be very interesting. Two questions. Um, is there a link in this game? No link. Oh, far out. Uh, it's on. Have me. I'll give you a hint. It's on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. All right. On the GameCube. No link. Well-known series. Yeah, but who's played a GameCube? <laughs> no one's ever heard of it. Uh, I loved the GameCube growing up. That was my jam. That was my childhood. Yeah, same. It was underrated console. I bought The yep. Sims because I just wanted more GameCube games. <laughs> um <sighs> Don't know. Uh, is it from an IP that isn't to do with Nintendo? It's a Nintendo IP. It's a Nintendo IP. Uh, okay. So one last question. Uh, I can give you another hint if you would like. Sure. Hit me with another hint. I'll take it's, any. Um, deals with shadow versions of these. Oh, Pokemon Gale of Darkness. Oh, damn it. That was too obvious. <laughs> yeah. I, I never actually played that game because it's stupid expensive. I, I bought it when it first came out. Um, Do you have it still? I still have it, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not stupid expensive. It's, it's trash. You should just give it to me. It's, uh, well, I mean, uh, your, your Game Boys do look pretty cool from what I've seen. But uh, it's worth about $500, $600 now, the game, yeah. what I've seen. So it's, it's, big, it's the only way you could get a Shadow Lugia uh, for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah, and that, that music was from, from the battle with Shadow Lugia. So. Right. Yeah, um, so I'd never played that. Well, I feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what that, that was. That was a fun game. And I was playing Arceus and like this reminded me of XD a little because it's just it's Pokemon but different. Yeah. And and it was the yeah. same thing. It's it's you got these shadow Pokemon, which remind me of the alpha Pokemon. And mm-hmm. uh there's no wild grass or anything. You could only catch the shadow Pokemon and make them part of your party. Yeah. So no, it was like, it was a fun time. Yeah, it it was a, a great time before uh, you know So how you get you got Jirachi from that game, didn't you? Or was that box? I think box. Might have been was. box. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it had a bad battle tower as well. Um, you start off with an Eevee, and so you could get it to evolve into anyone you wanted. It was, uh, yeah, before um, you know, when you wanted more of a you know Pokemon thing to it. Underrated right. game. Low print run. It was very late in the GameCube's run. So uh, and if did. I could get that faceplate one day, oh man. Yeah. Because it came. Yeah, a faceplate came did, out. Came it? out yes. in a pack in a white, yeah. uh, platinum GameCube, I think. Yeah, I would. Um, I need that Metroid one as well. That one you got the other day. That's cool. Yeah, well, that took me ages to track down, but I finally got it. Paid fifty bucks for that plate. Looks great. Looks great on my GameCube. Yeah, one of my GameCubes. <laughs> How's it feel being on the other side? That's uh... uh oh, I'm a bit of a control freak, so it's kind <laughs> of freaky out actually. 
And then <laughs> okay. my, my bad audio, putting the phone to the microphone, not working. Like, yeah, this is so bad. Oh, we've done that. Don't worry. Well, during the lockdown, the first lockdown, we had that's what mm. uh, Dan versus the world was. It was the phone to the, to the, the mic, microphone. Yep. And I think what you might find, you've got an anti-clipping thing. So your audio was probably too loud on your phone and it was playing into your microphone. Your microphone was just cutting it out. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to, yeah, work it all out. Getting better eventually. Hey, it's, all, it's all a lesson. Yeah. It's all a lesson. And we only know all this because we've made all these mistakes over the years. Um, majority of the time, if you tune in to Hack the Dino uh, during the live stream, it'll come in and you will see the stress on all of our faces because <laughs> we've just spent the past two hours trying to make everything work. work. Like, don't do video. That's that's my one piece of advice for anyone starting a podcast. Don't do video. It's hard they? as hell. Mm. It, it, it's extremely hard. And uh, YouTube is useless. You cannot break into it. Uh, <laughs> you're better off focusing on the podcast. Trust me. My plan, at least, was work out the podcasting first and then maybe look at the other yeah. things. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's super hard, dude. Like, even the podcasting is hard. hard. Like the audio stuff, yeah. like, there's more to it than you think. So, well, I was lucky because I obviously spent six odd years in, in radio production. Doing mm. panels and, and voiceovers and all that sort of stuff for radio. I had a pretty good idea of how it all works. I knew how all the editing suites worked. I knew what free programs to get. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that big of a, a steep learning curve for me. But as soon as we went to video, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. Because then, of course, you also split your listenership and uh, getting them to balance again. And oh, no, I'd you- never do it again. I can always tell in your mind because you're conscious of like the dead silence whenever you guys are talking to the show because you do the podcast as well. And so yes, trying to balance yep. all of that is, yeah, be a bit of a juggling act. I, uh, yeah, no, it's more of, that's for me what a showrunner does, which is basically yeah. what I am. You wait until you can, because a lot of the time when, and this sounds awful, when Floppy or, or Braden or anyone's talking, I'm listening to what they're saying and guessing when they're about to stop talking. Yes. Which is why they'll finish and I'll go, anyway, and get in there before there's that dead silence. Because the worst thing in radio, dead air. Uh, Sam Mack was telling me a, a story one time where he decided he was going to see when he was paneling a shift, what would happen when there was dead air? So he left it and it was dead for like five seconds. And he said three or four technicians came running into the studio. And he just went, oh, whoops. And Whoopsie. Yeah. 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 But he, he just wanted to see what would happen. Because see. dead air is, is the worst cardinal sin you can do on mm. radio. That and fader wanking. Fader wanking. Fader wanking is when you've got a big mixing desk and you fade up and down the microphones to try and get the levels balanced. Uh, you've got to okay. do it before the show yeah. and then go with it. And go yeah, with it. Yeah. All these little things. See, I had all yeah. this, all this uh, inside, inside knowledge from working in radio. So a yeah, bit of an nice. advantage for me. Yeah, that's all right. I'll get there. And this is, you know, I'm just going to edit the shit stuff later. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, Not live. just edit out all those Charmanders. Yeah, that's it. But thank you so much, Ben. And thank you, no, everyone, thank you for, for having listening. me. It's been fun means the world um really appreciate you coming on love what you do with hack the dino so everyone listening please consider um supporting hack the dino um and if you liked what you've listened to today please leave a rating um and feel free to engage with us with our discord and our other socials we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh where we'll be probably have played a lot more of legends arc here so we'll talk about that a bit more and i think this nintendo direct hype is about to turn with the arceus just being we're released due for one I think we're, we're due for one, one. So like there'll January be a bit of talk generally, for that. Yeah, when they come. So, yeah. Yep. So yep. keep your ear out for that. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone. And bye for now. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye, a pretzel. <laughs>